Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Football is marching towards the playoffs, and we're down to the college championship game. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports action this January. Head to our website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody. However and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping in to another fantabulous episode of Wired Up. This is Wired Up episode 101 here on the Take It Easy podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Thank you for stopping in. Make sure to leave those five-star reviews, those downloads. They are so, so appreciated. Even leave a follow. Come on back. We appreciate each and every one of you continuing to support us through these trying times. Uh, We've got a fun wired up today. I've got a little bit that I have prepared around the college football national championship game. Not the proudest bit ever, but content is content. I wanted to share it with each and every one of you. We've got our final picks for the week going up against Blake Jude. Uh, We are going to also have another one of our music reviews. I like to do this every now and then, usually on a wired up, like as a back end, but uh, we will get to that in a little bit because I I find myself to be a, a little bit of a musical connoisseur. But we begin with our A block here today and taking you again behind the scenes to how the sausage is made a little bit here. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for Wired Up because usually the the original origin of Wired Up is to talk about college football or things that happen on Saturday that we don't want to wait two days to talk about. And obviously the college football season is over at this point. There wasn't a lot going on this weekend in the world of sports. Yes, Vic Fangio almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs and set up a Patriots versus Chiefs first round matchup. We were so close, so close to goddamn Vic Fangio setting us up with the AFC championship game in the wild card between the Patriots and the Chiefs, which would have just been ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, Broncos Broncoed at the end. It was it was delightful. Uh, the Cowboys also put up 51 points against the Eagles backups. So yeah, those things happen. But none of those are interesting. None of those are topics that matter after 24 hours. And one of the rules that I came up with, I think about a year ago now, it, it was during the brunt of the pandemic. But after we went those four months at the beginning when we were in lockdown, for the first time and sports were canceled from March 2020 until July 2020. One of the things that I kind of came upon is when we do stories that don't apply days after the fact or 20 if it if the story doesn't matter 24 hours after the fact, then the story really isn't worth telling. And there are a few times where like small blocks will have the picks of the week or we'll have something else in the meantime, but 
really when we think about it the picks don't or the the stories that only last 24 hours really don't matter and NFL Mondays are fun in that way because we're coming off of crazy weekends and it's fun to do that type of content but when we're trying to find those stories doing day of content doesn't always work out sometimes we break those rules like if there's a major college football game like uh Notre Dame Clemson last year Texas A&M Bama those are stories that resonate beyond the one weekend and so I was thinking about what I wanted to do for this story, and the last Wired Up we did was about Baker Mayfield on Christmas, 40 impromptu minutes there, and something I tried to weave in for the past three days is this story that's near and dear to my heart, which is this coming week, I think it's next uh, next Thursday, I think, this coming week is the five-year anniversary of the Chargers leaving San Diego for Los Angeles. And the reason this is an impactful story for me, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but never really in this type of depth situation, I find myself getting a little emotional just thinking about it, is that day probably has the single greatest impact on my life and the path going forward in how I view the prism of sports. Because growing up, I was a massive sports nerd. I was a kid that could watch, like, watched ridiculously large amounts of Sports Center and could recite stats off the top of his head because he had a pretty good memory and could name times tables real quick. And the memory kind of got filled with sports facts and info and all these teams and all these players and all these coaches that not even like adults and football fans could name. And that was just kind of my thing. It's where a lot of my identity was drawn from, was being told this is a thing that I'm good at, and therefore this is a thing I enjoy. And so the Chargers were, growing up in San Diego, kind of like the default team that you root for. In the traditional sports fandom way of we're born into fandoms, we root for the teams in the local area, that general type of sports fandom ends up being passed down from generation to generation, and it's something that rallies a community, especially San Diego, where the Chargers and the Padres are kind of rallying cries at times for the city because we're a cursed team. And yes, San Diego has a lot of other cool stuff going on, so like baseball and football often had terrible attendance, similarly to the case for Los Angeles when the Raiders and the Rams left in 1994, was that there's so much shit to do in San Diego that sometimes you don't want to spend your Sundays watching a shitty football team in a concrete stadium that sometimes got as hot as like 110 degrees. And so you grow up in this fandom and you're taught this idea, and sports leagues want you to believe this. It's the idea that sports really matter this idea that sports matter and that you should spend your money going to sporting events and you should build your life around sports teams and that sports really matter a lot to a large group of people and this is something that sports leagues have tried to maintain because it's hugely profitable for themselves and creating the gigantic audiences they've built over the last hundred years is that as larger the the larger the audience you have and the more loyal fans you have or people who will invest large amounts of time, emotions, and money into these leagues, the more the leagues and sports will continue to thrive. And so you're taught this idea that sports are really, really important. 2017 was the day that facade began to fall. You could call it propaganda or call it belief or whatever it might be. That The facade began to fall 
on January 12th, 2017, when one day to the next, the Chargers leave San Diego and I decide I don't want to root for the Chargers anymore. One day to the next, your team can leave the city that you play in, even if it's driving three hours up the coast. Team leaves the city that you're playing in, not going to be in the local stadium anymore. You're heartbroken by it. You don't want to root for the team anymore. I just decided the next day, all the things that sports sometimes like to say they're built on, you know, community organization, large amounts of time, emotional investment in a team that brings joy and heartbreak and all of the the gamut of emotions that sports bring. And we invest large amounts of time and our emotional energy and our money into these sports teams. And one day to the next, all the tradition, all the history gone. Just my entire life, nope, not going to do this anymore. And it hurt the day of. I remember going to school and not necessarily crying, but saying that I was crying. And I think part of that is that I struggle to cry and, and show show emotion I've gotten better at, but just crying is something that's difficult for me. And so I told people I was crying, even if it wasn't actual like physical tears for it, because I felt like real grief, like real genuine grief from losing the Chargers. And so from that day, it hurt for a month. It hurt for two months. It hurt going into the season, but then you start to fill the void in other places. Sometimes you recover from this, and it changes the way that you look at sports as a whole, but I found a different relationship with sports after that day, because I tried to adopt the Falcons or something like that. I know my brother was a big Arizona Cardinals fan, and he jumped right into that fandom after the fact, but... I tried to f- to fill that void. I think that was the first instinct I had was to try and fill that void of losing the team and coming back. And this was right after the Falcons had lost the Super Bowl also because that was in February of 2017. And so I tried to kind of find a way to fill that Charger void and it just didn't work for me. Like it it did I it felt like it was silly to try and build the emotional investment out of nothing. Just the next day say, I'm extremely invested. All of these parents and grandparents or people 30, 40 years who have been through Chargers fandom or Falcons fandom, to just pick that up the next day is kind of silly to me, or at least it seemed silly at the time, but it felt like that's what you're supposed to do. And so as the Chargers move on and as the Chargers kind of fall off a bit, I know they made the playoffs one year right after that, but... They made the playoffs second year with Anthony Lynn. Then they get the top pick. They draft Justin Herbert. They climb back up over the past couple of years. The point being with that was the Chargers leaving was something that made me reconsider my fandom for football. And it wasn't until 2018 that I really started coming back around. And that was the year that Patrick Mahomes came in and won MVP. And it was at the time when we were starting to make original content on the Instagram page, Rest in Peace Comical Sports. And we were starting to make original content on the Instagram page and find a way to engage myself with creative football content and watching this season where Patrick Mahomes is throwing 50 touchdowns and the Rams offense is scoring 54 against the Chiefs and one of the great Monday night games of all time and On the other side, you have the Saints who are putting up all these ridiculous numbers, and the Patriots are really good, and all of that stuff is building that fandom back up again, but not for a specific team, but just a love of football as a whole. The way I used to say it as a kid was I was renewing my vows with football 
in 2018 during that Patrick Mahomes season and seeing how magical that Chiefs team was and how emotionally invested I was in the Chiefs when they lost to the Patriots in that AFC championship. That genuinely hurt when the Chiefs lost in the AFC championship. And over time, I started developing this new relationship with sports as the facade of sports mattering starts to fall. And five years later, I can look back and say, wow, we have really come a long way from that point because I got really invested in the Dan Lebetard show and that cult following of people who really, really love that show. And looking at it and saying, that's where I find a connection. That's where I find friendship. That's where I find people who love and care and that we can have fun talking about sports with. And I want that. And so I started recording a podcast after senior year, which was a dark time in my life. And all of that coming together to say the facade starts with the Chargers, moves into the Mahomes year, and then slowly starts to fall as we get older. And by 2019, we're starting to record podcasts every single day. And then I have an epiphany talking about Kristaps Porzingis returning to the Garden as a member of the Mavericks after the season ended. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Sports don't matter. And then the day-to-day monotony of trying to cover sports in that way fell apart. Of my, of my interest fell apart in that. And then the pandemic happened. And then in the absence of having activity, I threw myself into Instagram and threw myself into creating content even through the pandemic. And it was difficult. Like it was doing a lot of damage to my psyche because that was just the way to fill time and, and fill with dopamine kicks. And all of that was a new way of experiencing sports and being able to discuss long form stories that weren't just the day to day news and then over hundreds of podcasts being able to formulate my own opinions about podcasts and when you look back five years later it's a chance to really observe how far we've come at times the fact that it's 2022 is absolutely baffling to me like I can't believe the fact that I'm sitting here in 2022 we've been doing this podcast now for four calendar years Four calendar years I've been working through this podcast, and we had our Instagram page for five years before it got hacked in December, and maybe we'll get it back one day, but five years of work there. And by the way, this is a pivot point, too, that I'll probably look back on five years from now, is how did we pivot getting ready to graduate college and working through a pandemic and working through a second wave of a pandemic and a third and a fourth and a fifth wave for two years and losing that platform and trying to find a way back and then looking for jobs and all that stuff and and wanting to desperately more than anything in life to pursue this sports dream or like the dream of talking about sports for a living and people giving me money to do so that for a living I get to talk about sports that's a dream that I still hold even if I don't hold the same relationship to sports because now and it's really been for like the last year I understand better than I ever have before, which is sports do not matter. And sports leagues really want to create this facade that sports matter. And the thing I say is sports matter a lot to a lot of people, but a lot of people drink the Kool-Aid in this idea of a sports realm. And I think that that kind of defeats the purpose because sports can be such a great reflection for the rest of society and apply it to things that really matter. Sports have helped and and watching sports and talking about sports and being able to formulate my own opinions have really helped the ways I talk about uh, racism, homophobia, 
uh, misogyny, talking about rights for uh, equal rights for minority groups in America, work and across the world as well. Uh, talking about things like anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, uh, talking about power structures and labor laws and all of these things that are real world issues that are easy to, to understand through this language of sports that I've mastered in some way, shape, or form, at least better than most people. I don't think it's impossible, or I don't think it's ever possible to master it, but that I've understood better, I feel, than most people in the world possibly could, 99% of people. And so through this, it's helped me as a reflection of society to help me better understand the world and apply myself as a leader over here, someone who is willing to work hard and dedicate their time to this podcast at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Yes, in quarantine, but nine o'clock West Coast time on a Saturday night. And I think that this facade of sports not mattering at all And the fact that you can do all of this analysis with a wink and a smile and sarcastically and make jokes on the internet about this and then use your gigantic platform to advertise this wacky, weird podcast thing that you do and then get other jobs in podcast and meet all these wonderful people that you develop real relationships with through the podcast, even if you've never met them in person. I think all of that is amazing and none of it would have happened if not for the ignition point of the Chargers leaving San Diego and at an important time in my life for this to happen at a, at a time where I'm going through the the adolescence into becoming an adult and figuring out how you want to do that uh, do you want to pursue your dreams do you want to have an extraordinary life or do you want to be ordinary and follow what society tells you is important and valuable and all of this came at the perfect time in my life for the Chargers to leave because it started to break down that wall at an early age, at an age where I could start to comprehend grief and loss and figure out my emotions, which is part of what puberty is. And having the Chargers leave at that time was the perfect thing in my life for breaking down that facade and directing me on the path that I want to be on now, which is a willingness to pursue my dreams of doing sports talk and getting paid to do it. And you guys helping to support this dream is a small step along the way. And going through college and all of this stuff is, is really, really fascinating for me. And I find it all incredibly fascinating when we look back five years from now, half a decade, half a decade, the Chargers have been now gone from San Diego. And that's a day that kind of jump-started the process to where we are now. And this is the beautiful thing about change. And I think this is where I want to leave off on this topic, which is change is something that's observable over a long period of time. We don't recognize change in the moment, but change is something we can observe over a long period of time. And it's only when we look back that we see change. Change happens, you know, day by day by day by day. But it's only when we look back over long periods of time that we can see real observable change. Things don't change very much in a day or a week or even a month. But when you look back over 5, 10, 20, 30 years, 100 years, 200 years, Change becomes much more easy to observe, and things are constantly changing. Change is inevitable, even if it's a constant push and pull. You know, some people want more change. Some people want less change. It's a constant push and pull. Things are constantly changing. Now, I look at the way that I view sports and the way that I view sports analysis and my relationship 
with sports leagues and sports teams. And I think a lot of that was not necessarily formed by that one moment exactly, but things were set in motion because of what happened five years ago when the Chargers left San Diego. And it started to break down that sports facade that I think is really important for myself. And I think it's probably important for other sports fans is recognizing that, yeah, this stuff is fun, but we also shouldn't take this stuff seriously because we're not curing cancer. We're not ending world hunger. We're helping to advance the cause of solving racism, but we're also not solving racism here. Like sports are a microcosm for society that helps us better understand large-scale societal issues. And it's the thing that I find greatest about sports and something that I've had to work to develop across a thousand hours of formulating my own opinions. And so looking back on that now, I find it really I find it really cool how much I've changed over the last five years. And this is a marker you can circle on the calendar and say, Yes, the Chargers leaving San Diego really hurt at the time. It's something that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. But looking back five years later, I am a significantly better person, happier person, more joyous person because I don't root for the goddamn Chargers anymore. And it made me a big, it it set in motion change that leads me to the person that I am today. That is the inflection point where my life begins to change in relation to sports, which, by the way, mean a whole lot to me. I love, love, love sports, and I dedicate thousands of hours every single day of my one life to this weird, wacky realm of American sports that we decided we hold value to. Even if it doesn't matter, life as a whole doesn't matter. So I'm just going to do the thing that I love and the thing that... I feel like I was uh, created, or not created, I think kind of molded to do, or at least molded to enjoy. And I develop new relationships and renew vows with sports in different ways, but the fact that it constantly changes and the love is still there means that I still want to keep doing this. Even if we've lost our Instagram page, even if we've lost our following, even if our downloads are going to decline significantly, still want to keep doing it every single day day because there's just a real real love for talking about this weird wacky world and in a weird little transition here let's talk about music instead of sports because i fancy myself a little bit of a music connoisseur i'm not going to say i'm a music critic or a music expert but i find the music industry to be quite fascinating and as someone who loves podcasts and just the idea of radio, uh, of course, music would be something that also appeases me in that way. I, I really love sense of hearing, as I can tell. My, my sense of hearing is something that I quite value a lot. So I wanted to talk about Dawn FM, the new album from The Weeknd. And The Weeknd, I think with this album, is now the most listened to artist on Spotify, um, after this week, because they Spotify calculates by monthly listens, and so after a new album drops, his numbers are going to go up by a significant amount. But he was, I think, right behind Doja Cat and Lil Nas X and Bad Bunny right before. Um, and now I think The Weeknd is the number one artist on Spotify. So 
obviously it's a hugely popular album and he's one of the generation defining artists and did the Super Bowl last year and all that stuff. If you don't know his story, by the way, it's super interesting. He comes from Canada and recording in really like small venues in Canada for like much of his teens and early 20s before he finally ends up blowing up. It's it's a really interesting story um, when he finally uh, records a studio album and then ends up getting it getting discovered in air quotes at Coachella in 2012 because obviously like you can't just show up at Coachella but this dude was like recording music from like 18 and doing like really small venues in Canada like it's a really interesting story so uh, he, he also did music on YouTube and stuff it's really fascinating and so this like R&B style of music comes up again in his new album it reminded me a lot of like a, a michael jackson or princey type which is like 1980s 1990s type of vibe with the techno sounds and bringing that all together was really good and it and there, it's a similar theme through most of it is that a lot of it is slow music some of it like with techno so it's like i mean obviously it's not a great way of doing it but i found it quite soothing uh especially some of the songs that are slower and like have more heartbreak to it I, there's a few songs that are definitely heartbreaky type but uh my favorite on the album by far was less than zero it was one of the last ones on it too like it wasn't super popular in terms of people um, people listening to it as the ones that are the top 50 on Spotify right now. Like I know gasoline is number two right now from the album behind sacrifice, which sacrifice was fine. I thought it was like the, the fourth or fifth best song on the album, but sacrifice is the one that everyone seems to like and gasoline. And how do I make you love me are, are super popular ones right now on Spotify. I thought gasoline and how do I make you love me? They were fine. Um, gasoline actually no I didn't think gasoline was great how do you how do I make you love me I thought was okay that was like middle of the road for the album but people seem to really like that one um out of time was the seventh song on there I thought that was a really good one I would recommend that one if you're looking for like something to add to a playlist this one's actually a cool album where if you go in order it's kind of like a a, a narrative because the idea of dawn fm is that it's like a radio station that you're listening to with like smooth sounds or calming sounds. There's a a DJ that comes on and plays at the end of some of these songs, including Out of Time, where he's like, we are out of time, but enjoy 30 minutes on 103.5 Dawn FM. Like it, it's, it's like a whole narrative-based album in a way. Like there's 16 songs, but a few of them are not really songs they're just kind of interludes by this dj that comes on so i will say i i'm giving out songs that i really liked but if you wanted to do it right in order i think this is an album that you could go like one down the line and, and kind of find some of them out because i think it's only fair that you try each of them i i don't even i think i hit all the songs i think i only hit like 13 of the I guess if you take out the two, I did get every song, but I added five to my playlist. This wasn't like the Silk Sonic one we did a little while ago where I added every single song except one from the Silk Sonic album. And now that like two months removed, if you want to do an update on Silk Sonic, I'd also say like there's really about four songs that I still listen to pretty consistently, which would be Leave the Door Open, Smoking Out the Window, Put On a Smile, and Blast Off. I know 777 is super popular too still, but I mean, it's not bad. It's just 
777 is one that I, you know, I'll listen to it every now and then. Same thing with Skate, even Fly as Me a little bit after last night's the last one on the album, but that one's, that one's fine. Bringing it back to Dawn FM, like I didn't add as many songs from this one as I did for other albums that we've reviewed, like Certified Lover Boy was one that I'm super excited about because Drake is a generation-defining artist, and I have more music from Drake in my playlist than any other artist, so I added like 70% of that playlist. I added like 70% of of Culture 3 from Migos when we did that review back in June. This one, I only added five songs to my playlist. Uh, obviously, I said less than zero, out of time. Sacrifice was one that I added. Best Friends was one that I thought was pretty good. Uh, that one wasn't popular at all if you're going down the list of top songs on Spotify right now. And part of that is that it's lower on the song. It's lower in the album, so sometimes people kind of dip out at a certain point. But I thought Best Friends was really good. I mean, it was one of the first ones I heard also because I, I did it on Shuffle at the very beginning. So that might have been part of it too. But uh, Best Friends was where was it on here best friends was ninth on the album list so yeah it's a little lower i guess not super popular based on location on the album but people thought that was good um also take take my breath you know the song is like take my breath away uh it's been out for like a few months i know that was a little high-pitched voice there but uh it's hard to do the weekend's voice because it's really really silky um (laughs) that song been out for a while so i guess technically take my breath is also here so i guess i added six songs from the playlist which is you know one worthy of reviewing here worthy of reviewing because i know donda was one everyone got pumped about i only added like two songs from that but i'm also not the biggest kanye west guy at least not like post 2008 kanye west music i guess 2012 2012 was when uh, my dark twisted... No, no, that's not true. Anyways, the point being, this was a strong album, I would say. Uh, the, the The top five I would recommend, Take My Breath, if you want to count that in there, but that song had been out for a while. They, they dropped that one before the album came out. Uh, my top five, number one, Less Than Zero, number two, Out of Time, number three, Sacrifice, number four, Best Friends, and number five... I Heard You're Married, which is the song with Lil Wayne on it. And Lil Wayne always jumps on tracks. I saw an Instagram post about this that was really strong. Lil Wayne drops on tracks and has like one verse. And that's kind of like his big thing now. I know he put out an album, I think in 2020? No, 2018 was uh, was the Carta 5. Um, 2018 was the last time he put out an album. And he hasn't really put out a lot of albums in the last... 10 years but he does hop on a lot of tracks whether it be with justin bieber dj khaled i think there's one with gunna on his last album but lil wayne is really good at the features i know <laughs> one of my favorite things is ty dolla sign knows that he is featuring ty dolla sign because he's always hopping on other people's albums and er- everyone else's tracks and so he released an album called featuring ty dolla sign which is excellent at knowing your brand to a certain degree Lil Wayne's kind of like he's more legendary than Ty Dolla Sign because he was once I think one of the five most famous rappers in the world and so he's got a little bit more clout and he doesn't have to do as much rap as he used to he's kind of in like that Jay-Z or Kendrick Lamar territory where he doesn't have to do as much work as he used to but he'll still hop on a track every now and then and 
Uh, the weekend does some of this too. I know he had the popular song with Doja Cat, and him and Post Malone did a single. But the weekend does some of this too. But I think Lil Wayne's kind of in this place where he's like, I can kind of just pick and choose things that I hop on at this point because I'm in that legend status where you don't need to rap for anything other than just the pure enjoyment of it you don't have to make music for any reason other than that like he's worth probably 200 million dollars i would guess at this point like he has, he has made it at this point 170 million is his net worth according to uh forbes or celebritynetworth.com i think they both had one on there so like you said you just gotta you do it for the love at that point and i thought i heard you're married was pretty good that was one that i would add to my playlist so those are my picks from the album again you can listen to it in a random order you can listen to my five you can listen to it one through 16 because it is a narrative type of album so uh that is my thoughts on dawn fm 10 minutes of a music review album review here on wired up and now with a seamless transition stetson bennett is uh playing in the national championship tomorrow against Alabama they may win they may lose but I did want to make this bit around Stetson Bennett because Stetson Bennett is like five foot five he's a walk-on at the University of Georgia his name is Stetson Bennett the fourth and he's been like in that Peterman category since we first discovered him in 2018 when he played in that game in the SEC championship where Tua got hurt and Jalen Hurts came in and replaced Tua and led us 14-point comeback against Georgia. That was four years ago. And Stetson Bennett was still at Georgia, still a senior. They benched JT Daniels at the start of the year. Low upside offense with Stetson Bennett. But Georgia's defense was so overwhelming that they gave this walk-on quarterback the keys to an absolute Corvette where we're talking about like Caleb Williams transferring to Georgia or Justin Fields transferring out of Georgia. Like Georgia has had connections to really great quarterbacks. And the fact that with that amazing defense and eight five-star recruits in the 2018 class and the star players on the team right now really aren't any of the five-star guys... Georgia has this absolute wagon and the the teams in the past that have had that uh, have had the quarterback it's Tua in Alabama it's Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson with Clemson winning national championships it's Ohio State and Justin Fields making the playoff in three straight years they all have NFL caliber quarterbacks and Stetson Bennett has no future in the NFL he might be a bottom half quarterback in the power five this year and yet Stetson Bennett local Georgia legend is playing in the national championship game and can be a Georgia legend for the rest of his life because win or lose Stetson Bennett is going to be a car dealer in the Georgia area for the rest of his life because that dude is a legend for the rest of his days in the state of Georgia I know people call him the mailman on Twitter, but I think Stetson Bennett is most appropriately for his post-football career in this situation. Hey Georgia, are you looking forward to the national championship game? Of course you are, but you know what else you could be looking for? A new, used, lightly used, upgrade or downgrade on your car. If you're looking for the best options out there on the market, then you need to come on down to the one and only 
Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Georgia. That's right, not only is Stenson Bennett the quarterback of the national championship contending Georgia Bulldogs, but he's also here to give you the best deal. You see, Stenson has no real future prospects in the NFL, and as a walk-on football player at the University of Georgia, Stenson is here to sell you all of the wonderful new used trade-ins, slightly upgrade or slightly downgraded cars at your disposal. Get a fantastic 2022 off your latest purchase or trade-in if you get in before the national championship game and if georgia wins the national championship game which they will not you will get a whopping 22 percent off championship bonus on a brand new kia chevy subaru honda or volkswagen so come on in today to the one and only Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen today. Like I said earlier, maybe not my proudest work, but a bit is a bit, and I did enjoy talking about that. So uh, let's enjoy the national championship on Monday because we're not going to talk about that on Monday because it's NFL Monday and Memes of the Weekend, which you can catch both of maybe in your podcast feed right now, depending on when you're listening to this here wonderful episode. So we conclude Wired Up here this week with our final Take It Easy Pick'em Pool for week number 18. For the first time ever, a week number 18. And if it had been last season, we would have ended in a dead tie between ourselves and Blake Jude at 46-38-1. Great years for both of us this year at 46-38-1. And the last week of the season is always impossible to pick because everyone's resting. You never know what happens with teams who are already eliminated. You don't know whether they're going to come out and lay an egg or if they're going to play inspired or whatever it might end up being. It's really, really hard to figure this stuff out. And so we have done the analysis. We have done all of the picks and we have done all of the football talk for hundreds of hours across this NFL season. And it all comes down to these final four games because we both had the Eagles but again the Eagles sat all their players before the game did we know that was going to happen no we did not but no matter what we would have probably gotten it wrong so 46 39 1 we each have four games left to go between myself and Blake Jude as a quick refresher Blake has the Arizona Cardinals the Los Angeles Rams the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Miami Dolphins. What are those point spreads? Cardinals minus 5.5, Rams minus 5, Raiders plus 3, Dolphins plus 6. I will be going directly against Blake Jude in two of those games. I have the Seattle Seahawks plus 5.5 against the Cardinals. I'm sorry, 6.5. Plus 6.5 on the Seahawks. He has minus 6.5 on the Arizona Cardinals. That is the current up-to-date lines as of 9.30 p.m. Saturday night. I have the Seahawks. He has the Cardinals. He has the Raiders plus 3. I have the Chargers minus 3 on Sunday night football. Winner go home game to end the season. So I'll take the Chargers. He'll take the Raiders. He had the Dolphins and the Rams as his final two. I will take the New Orleans Saints minus 3 against the Atlanta Falcons, and I will take the Indianapolis Colts, minus 13 against 
the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game is a 43 and a half, and as our buddy Razor Rosenthal talked about a few weeks ago, second-time matchups between division opponents sometimes happen to go under. But I'm banking on it going under, and the Colts still winning by 14 points because the Jacksonville Jaguars really suck at offense. Maybe a garbage time will put it over, but I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts minus 13 to cap off the NFL season, and maybe just maybe I'll end up with the victory over our buddy Blake Jude. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping into the Take It Easy podcast and Wired Up episode 101. Make sure to follow, download, leave those five-star reviews. It is much appreciated, and like I talked about in our discussion about the Chargers and change over five years, you guys are really helping to fund these dreams here. I don't know how any of this stuff is going to work out, but I know in some way, shape, or form, we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time talking sports for a living. Stay safe, stay healthy. I know a lot of places are going into lockdowns and have COVID positive rates in the 10% to 20% range. I know I got my booster shot today, so I'm feeling a little crappy here. But at the same time, Please stay safe, please stay healthy, and take it easy, everybody. Hey, Georgia, are you looking forward to the national championship game? Of course you are. But you know what else you could be looking for? A new, used, lightly used, upgrade, or downgrade on your car. If you're looking for the best options out there on the market, then you need to come on down to the one and only Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen of Georgia. That's right, not only is Stenson Bennett the quarterback of the national championship contending Georgia Bulldogs, but he's also here to give you the best deals. You see, Stenson has no real future prospects in the NFL, and as a walk-on football player at the University of Georgia, Stenson is here to sell you all of the wonderful new used trade-ins, slightly upgrade or slightly downgraded cars at your disposal. Get a fantastic 2022 off your latest purchase or trade-in if you get in before the national championship game. And if Georgia wins the national championship game, which they will not, you will get a whopping 22% off championship bonus on a brand new Kia, Chevy, Subaru, Honda, or Volkswagen. So come on in today to the one and only Stenson Bennett Kia Chevy Subaru Honda Volkswagen today.